creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Today on Culture Click, we sat down with Habitat for Humanity Executive Director Amanda Headland and Community Engagement Coordinator Jesse Darst to learn more about what Habitat for Humanity does for the community, what their mission is, and how they plan to advance some of their programs in the future. I'm Briley Harris. Stick around to learn more about Habitat for Humanity from Amanda and Jesse themselves today on Culture Click. I'm here today with Amanda and Jesse who work for Habitat for Humanity, and I understand it's like a nonprofit organization which kind of seeks to eliminate substandard housing. Would you just kind of be able to give us more information on how the organization works and like the overall mission? Yeah, you bet, you've got it exactly right. So Habitat for Humanity has a vision of a world where everyone has a decent place to live. And here in Winona, we approach that in a bunch of different ways. We work with volunteer groups to repair homes that are aging and people are struggling to manage. And then we also build new affordable homes for families that need a place to live but can't afford to buy one through the more traditional market. Okay. Um, so then, like, is anyone kind of able to be a part of Habitat for Humanity and, like, volunteer? Like, how does that whole process work? Yeah, that's my part. Um, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, so we, um, we have a limited staff and volunteers are really how we get our work done. Um, we Right now the easiest way for individuals to get connected is through our ReStore. Um, and the ReStore is a thrift shop that we run and then the funds we raise there help us do more work in the community. Um, we also have um, some retired people who come during the week and they help with home repairs. Um, and then we have some, some church groups and um, corporate groups coming to help work on the actual house that we're building right now. Okay. I would add, too, if I may, that um, WSU has had a very robust campus chapter in the past, and sometimes clubs get together and come out to help. So the sociology club has been out, the psychology club Mm -hmm. has been around, so students can organize themselves and work with us and find ways to participate in our repair programs as well. Yeah, that's really cool. And then what would you say is, like, the main difference for people going through your organization as opposed to like more traditional way of becoming a homeowner? Sure. Um, So in the traditional way of becoming a homeowner, people work hard and save up for a down payment, usually for quite a while. Um, It takes about 5% down to buy a house. And they have to have gone through um, the assessment process to make sure their credit score is high enough, that their income is stable enough, and that they have sufficient income to afford a mortgage payment that includes principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, which can be um, quite a large amount of monthly expense, especially now that, um, you know, taxes always go up a little bit, homeowner's insurance goes up as we see more um, natural disasters, and houses are getting more expensive to build, land is getting more expensive to acquire, We've got um, lumber prices, paint prices, siding, and everything increasing. So being able to qualify for a traditional mortgage is increasingly difficult for people with lower income or uh, non-traditional families or with um, larger families. So in the case of a single parent with multiple children, having sufficient income to afford a traditional mortgage is really difficult. So that's where Habitat comes in, and our loans have no interest. So Habitat home buyers still are home buyers. They buy their home for an affordable mortgage, 
but they do, over the course of 30 years, make payments just as a traditional home buyer would. And just like a traditional home buyer, they're still responsible for paying taxes and homeowners insurance. It's just that that interest piece we waive. Okay. So our homes are interest free. And then also we are able to sometimes work with homeowners if there's an affordability gap. So if what they can qualify for is less than the price of the home, we can sometimes work with them to ease that difference. So uh, we ensure that the payments are affordable. Okay. So then how do you, like how many houses would you say are built around here each year? Here in Winona, we build about one. Our primary emphasis as an affiliate is on repairs. Okay. So last year, for example, we repaired 70 houses. We're ramping up production, and going forward, we hope to build a house in town and in a rural community every year. So we'll see two houses go up. Is it pretty easy for people to apply, and what kind of requirements do they, I guess, need to meet? That's a great question. So applying is really simple in terms, or as far as these things go, the application I should take that back. It's not really simple, but it's not all that complex. The application is four or five pages, and it collects basic demographic information of who is applying and who would live in the house, um, income information, expense information, employment history, things like that. And then um, applications are open when we're getting ready to build. So we only open up the application window when we have a parcel in mind. Then applicants are screened. We do home visits for people who qualify financially to see where the need for affordable housing is greatest. Sometimes people are living in really overcrowded situations. Sometimes the housing that people have is dangerous um, or decrepit, falling apart. Um, Sometimes people are unsafe in their home for different reasons. And so then our family selection committee prioritizes helping the person who needs the home the most as long as that first qualification is met. Okay. What is like the time frame for completing like a housing project, like a repair or even just building one? Does that take the whole year or is it like kind of broken up, I guess? That's a great question. So repairs are can be pretty quick turnaround or they can take longer depending on the scope of the work. So sometimes an accessibility modification can be as simple as installing railings for someone who's tottering as they go down the stairs Mm -hmm. because you don't want, you know, that just takes a couple hours. Sometimes we visit a house and the front porch is falling off. Then we have to restabilize the structure and rebuild all of the weekend components, and that can take six to eight weeks. With a house, that's an eight-month project. And the really cool thing about um, Habitat home ownership is that the homebuyers help build the house with the volunteers. Okay. So then recently, I know that there have been like more advancements made for the rural home construction program as far as teaming up with the Minnesota State College Southeast. Um, do you think you could talk a little more about that collaboration, like what the outcome looks like for that? Yeah, that's a really exciting collaboration because yeah. the students who are getting their degree in construction technology take ownership of the construction of that house. Okay. Their instructor likes to tell me that he teaches them what a footing is, and then the next week they pour one. And they build it from a hole in the ground all the way up to a completed single-family home. And it's fun for them, too, because the homeowner that we're working with right now comes out and watches them work every day. So they see her car drive up. They know who she is. They know what, uh, what her story and her situation is, and they're so proud to be helping her and her family uh, to, to succeed. And so with the Rural Home Construction Program, they're going to take that same great work ethic 
and use it in a rural community because affordable housing is in need everywhere, not just here in town. So then that goes along with like the two houses that you plan to do within the next years. Yes, that'll be one of them. Okay. And was it kind of planned out to like help those students gain more experience or it just ended up working out that way? Like, was it kind of just working together? It's definitely part of the plan because it is the lab component of their curriculum. So just like uh, in the sciences, there's the classroom work and the lab work, the construction technologies program functions in the same way. So students have classroom work and then they come do their lab in all weather out on the job site. Wind, snow, rain, um, beating down heat, they're out there <laughs> learning what construction is like. Sure, yeah. We recently had um, St. Charles High School um, okay. built a, a beautiful shed for their backyard. And that they did that um, on in their school. And then they brought the pieces out and assembled it right there. And so that was another, it was a smaller partnership, but it, it was just as special to us because it's getting local people connected and, and physically building this house for the family. Do you guys do a lot with like other org- like other companies and like schools then? Because I know you mentioned earlier that Winona did the same thing. Like, do you like to work more with, or I mean, I guess you probably just take whoever, any volunteers you can get, or do you try to like team up with other companies? Kind we, of? yeah, we like to say we have a job for everyone. So okay. um, really part of our mission is getting community members and groups and faith groups connected. Sure. It's a little trickier with younger people who are under 18, but um, we can find something some way. Do you think that like teaming up with the Minnesota State College Southeast will have a greater impact on the town and the organization and like what kind of ways? I guess because then you'll be able to build more houses. But aside from that, is there any other way you think it'll have an impact? You know, there is a real shortage of employees in the construction trades right now. We're seeing a lot of retirement happening with the baby boomer generation kind of exiting the trades. My generation was counseled away from the trades. And so then, in addition to being a much smaller population size, we're all doing desk jobs, unfortunately. So there's very few people in place to take over these important construction businesses. So the other great thing about this program is it's really revitalized the construction technology program. And now they're graduating 30 students a year. And because of the experience of building homes in community here, people are staying in the region. And we really need our trades to thrive in this community. Um, so it's we're seeing a great community impact in that way too. Yeah, that's great. I also read more about how you were kind of collaborating with the Winona Fiddlers to help raise money for Habitat for Humanity. Um, would you be able to expand more on that too and what that's all about kind of? Yeah, so that is um, another nonprofit group in town. Um, a church has something called Cafe Congo where they organize these concerts to raise funds for other groups in town. And so we were approached by them, which is so thrilling. We love to partner up with people to make things like this happen. But um, the Winona Fiddlers is um, it's a group of talented, dedicated students. Um, and they have a leader who brings them together for practices. And, I mean, it's they work so hard. Um, and they put on this concert for us. Usually they're in person. They can't do that right now. Um, I think the next one might be in person. Um, but so this one had to be performed and recorded. Um, and we're just, it's just, it's such a beautiful gesture to have children, like I said, because they can't be using power tools but you know they're performing for us and getting getting the word out for us and raising funds for us and we we just couldn't be happier yeah that's great and so then it's like the virtual concert and then it will it premiere on 
HBC TV. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. correct. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's they, they have, um, they air this a few times, but then it'll also be on our website. So, okay. whichever one you have easier access to. Cool. You'll be able to watch it. And then those air on the July 3rd, 9th. 10th and the 17th. Yep. And then it, it'll just stay on your website Yep, then? yep. Once okay. it premieres, um, after it's premiered on um, HBC, then we'll put it up on our website. Okay. So, yep. Got it. Um, would you say there are any other, like, exciting projects or news about the organization coming up that you can share? One other neat thing we have in the wings is an Aging in Place program that we are just rolling out. Okay. So, Aging in Place is along the lines of our repair strategy. And instead of working exclusively on home exteriors, now we're going inside to help older adults and people with disabilities get the accessibility modifications that they need. Um, we have learned, and I guess we as, we as a community know, that preventable falls are the leading cause of injury-related death for our seniors. And I feel like if there's something that you can prevent, you have to do your best to do that. Um, nobody wants Nobody wants a situation like that in their family. Nobody wants their neighbor to be injured in that way. We have the tools, the skills, the volunteers, and now, thanks to a grant grant from the Sloggy Family Foundation, we have the resources. And um, so we hope to be repairing 50 homes for for adults with disabilities or for seniors starting, you know, last week. Yeah. (laughs) We're in it. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I think that's – those are – all the questions that I had for you, but it was great to hear more about it and learn more about all the projects you have coming up. So thank you both mm-hmm. for taking the time. And if I could say one more thing. Yeah, absolutely. Our website is habitatwinona.org slash volunteer if you want to look into volunteering. Thanks again to Amanda and Jesse from Habitat for Humanity for joining us today on Culture Click. For more information on Habitat for Humanity, visit habitatwinona.org. To keep up on all things Winona and the surrounding area, tune into Culture Click, Thursdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Briley Harris, and we've been talking all things Habitat for Humanity with Amanda and Jesse today on Culture Click. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQALFM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click.